Hello, and welcome to Tune Tunes, a show where we review and talk about the tunes from cartoons and just music from animated media generally. I'm Owen Elphick. And I am Eliana Uyoa. And today we'll be continuing our discussion of Phineas and Ferb, songs from the TV series. Moving on to the next song. Okay, moving on to the next song. I'm LaDonna and I want to have fun. I know you have strong feelings. I have, I'm just such a fan of this song. Like, I will say, like, again, I think it's one of their, like, super well-constructed songs. They clearly, like, the songwriters know their stuff when it comes to these music genres. And I think this is, like, the prime example of it. Yeah. Very clearly influenced by, like, 80s, like, Cyndi Lauper, Madonna. Right. Um, And, like, it's just such a good time. Like, I... Yeah, the lyrics are repetitive, but I think the instrumental and the vocal performance, like, make up for that personally. Like, I think that this song is just, like, it's such a good time. I could see, like, this being, like, a sleepover bop, honestly. Like, I think it's such a good time. Well, and again, because it's 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 like Gitchy Gitchy Goo, you know, this is the song that Phineas and Ferb's mom makes when she was Lindana, when she was, when she was like, a pop star. <laughs> like, but, but anyway, it's, it's like... It is meant to be this kind of like pop single, but just for the '80s, um, and and that's why it, you're, you're right. It is very much in the spirit of of like a Cindy Lauper's "Girls Just Want to Have Fun," um, and yeah, I, I I just this song is so iconic. Like, similar to a lot of other songs, is that thing about taking genre. Like you've you've heard this song before, but you can't really place where, um, and that does not make it less enjoyable. Like it's just so stick. I love the like. Like I'm not sure, oh, not like the little uh, like yeah. that, that at the end of lines is so like so satisfying to me for some reason. Uh, the only thing is like, and I think I think it actually speaks to how like good it is like from from like a melody standpoint and, and and musically like it's like I just wish it lasted longer. Same. I wish the verses lasted longer. Like I feel like I feel like they go into the chorus too soon, and I mm-hmm. feel like the song ends too too soon. Like I just yeah. want more. It doesn't have to be like. You know, a whole three minutes song, but like I want like a fuller length version of I'm Lindana and I want to have fun. That's really like that's yeah. my that's my sort of I guess only qualm with this particular song is that it doesn't feel complete. To yeah, me. it's 52 seconds long. I would have been totally happy if it was like a minute and a half because right. I think they would have been able to achieve everything that they that they wanted to. And like I would have like I think still I could very easily put this on like a Cindy Lauper Madonna like playlist and have people not realize right and there's nothing in here that gives away that it's but but the real but mm-hmm. the real will know like those who really know will know and i think that's that's oh, sort yeah. of what's so we again we, i think someone should, someone should try that put this on your if it, like any like radio stations playing like 80s pop music like please just play i'm Lindon, i don't want to have fun and see if anyone notices <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I I think it's yeah it's a re- again it's a really satisfying song. I just wish it were longer. I think it, I think if this song like had a more complete version, it could be like like up in that sort of contender of like top ten of all time. Like because it, it um, really is that satisfying to listen to. But again, it's just it's just so short. Yeah, I feel like this isn't like like I don't think this could be like my in my top like three or like maybe even five Phineas and Ferb songs of all time but may- like I would give it the number six spot you know sure. right I just feel like it deserves to to be full in the way that a song like busted is full right exactly you know what I mean and, and, and like, that doesn't necessarily mean like long it just means like complete and then I want to listen to it 10 more times exactly and, and again I understand why it's like this because in the context of the show like 
they only have so much time every episode. They just want to show very quickly to you that the fact that, that Linda used to be a pop star. Like, so I understand why it has to be short in the show, but I still want a full-length version. I want <laughs> a full-length version. Please give us a full-length version. <laughs> I, I feel like they must have recorded, like, a full-length demo or something somewhere. I want... Anyway. Dan Poppenmeyer and Swampy Marsh, if you're hearing this, please, please give us the full-length please version. Please drop a full-length version. Of like, that's all I want. You guys made a whole-ass another movie, please. <laughs> yeah delightful i'm i'm such a big fan of this song like i'm yeah but you know what song i'm not as much of a fan of what my nemesis yeah i mean and and here's the thing i don't hate this song i actually sort of enjoy the concept i love this sort of idea of like there's someone in my life that doesn't want me to exist and that's somehow like comforting or satisfying like it gives you a sort of purpose yeah there's something kind of comforting about knowing someone hates you because someone has to care a lot about you to hate you someone has to really like someone has to invest themselves and their time in you in order to be your nemesis and in order to be in that kind of relationship with you and so i i i appreciate that i also appreciate that this sort of foreshadows when we didn't get along which comes later and in my opinion is a much better song but it just breaks the string of bangers that we've been on and also i don't understand if this is from like Doofenshmirtz perspective why he doesn't sing it yeah I mean I kind of do in the context of the episode but I just I, anyway I, that was just also sort of a a thing that was yeah weird. yeah I don't really have thoughts on this I'm, I'm like I literally my note I have one note on this song and it's just fine LMAO right like, like, like I don't have thoughts it's cute and it's fun I guess to, to a certain extent but like Danny Jacob has a nice voice. Like it's yeah. not it's not a bad song. It just it just comes at a weird point on the album and is kind of low impact. Yeah, it is just I feel like especially in the context of the album, it just breaks up this this entire like line of bangers that we just had and like not every song can be a hit, but like order your album better. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's tricky. But now we move on to an actual song from Duth, My Goody Two-Shoes Brother, which Again, it's just way more fun because it's actually from Doof's perspective. Yeah. And it's also like we're, we're both musical people, like theater theater people. And, and this is like a full sort of like Broadway number that you feel like Doofenshmirtz really like deserves and his personality merits. And so fitting for Doofenshmirtz. Like, I think that was like at the point of like the album where I was like expecting like a Broadway number at some point. And it makes sense that it was going to be Doof. The song is... It's, yeah, classic musical theater. It just tells the story so clearly while still having that Phineas and Ferb absurdity to it. Well, and it's such, there's there's such a development. I love how over the course of the song, there's like this slow reveal, like, like I hate this person. I also hate all of these people. Uh, let, you know, he's listing off all these people who he doesn't like all that much, which I think is like, like it's, it's silly because he's naming a lot of different random, like he's naming like bellhops and like, just like a lot of like very random people uh, that you wouldn't necessarily see any reason to to hate but it's kind of menacing a little there are these lines there's like a line where he's like if they vanished would it really be a crime and also i love the bit where he's like i hate this person i hate this person i hate this person and i'm not sure how i'm feeling about you like it's hilarious like it comes and it's really funny but it also has this undercurrent of like kind of menace to like you're not sure if you should be scared like it's like are you gonna kill me like what's going on and then he says like there are lots of horrid people on this planet that i would love to give a lashing to which first of all i think particularly this year is a sentiment we can all fucking relate to 
I, I can think of a lot of horror people who I would love to give a lashing to. We don't need to get into that right now, but but <laughs> but you but you know who they are and they also know who they are. And then he says, but and the whole song turns. But the one I really want. But my goody two shoes brother. But my goody two shoes brother, the favorite of my mother, this is the guy who I'm gonna invest my in- attention in destroying. This is who I really hate. Like I've listed all these people that, that I that I hate, um, but but none of them come close to my goody two shoes brother, who I'm going to just like smother in a vat of pigeon goo. <laughs> Again, it's that it's that absurdity, and I just find it so interesting how you know I think so much of, of Phineas and Ferb deals with like obviously sibling relationships. I love how it shows the version of that relationship with these like two older men. Right, like yeah. with Doof and his brother, and how much they just like hate each other, um, and I just I just find that that really interesting that sort of juxtaposition, and and then it has this like great jazzy ending, which is a little you know with the kick line it's of the the kick line of pigeons is really funny, yeah. It's a little formulaic, but but it works because again the lyrics are so weird, like the actual like accompaniment instrumentals to it very like predictable, very formulaic. But the because the lyrics are just so whack, <laughs> right? Like it it works. It works. Now I will say because we've been being very kind to this song, I, I do just want to, to throw out there, however, that I think this is a good song, but I don't think it's the best Doofenshmirtz song. Oh, not by a long I shot. I think there are there are way better Doofenshmirtz songs, and this I think is the only song Doof gets on this album, which I think is unfortunate because he has a lot of other really good songs. Yeah, and. And it's also, like, clear this is sort of early. Like, I feel like the mix on his voice feels very interesting. And it's, and it's clear, like, he is, that, that he is making use of his unique voice. He's sort of mm-hmm. working his way around. But it, but it doesn't feel like, like it, he's taking sort of full advantage of it yet. Yeah. Like, the lyrics are funny. The song is funny. Like, I appreciate the mood. But, but I think the vocal performance um, is not 100% where I want it to be. Because I know how good a Doofenshmirtz song can be when he's really really utilizing i but i do love the note he holds at the end and then he's like you see how i held that note that that was good huh which uh incidentally is also what every like high school theater student (laughs) thinks after after an audition after they like do an audition and sing so and have some song they like (laughs) the amount of like tiktok challenges that are like how long can i sing this note right it's like i held that note and and the last note is indeed held it is it's dead. held. It is held. It was held for sure. Uh, what are we on now? We're on. We are on disco miniature golfing queen. Uh, yes, disco miniature golfing queen. It's so fun. It is so fun. It's a bop. It's a bop. It's a bop. It's another one of those where like the song goes hard. I don't think there's a lot of substance to it. I don't think it's as memorable either. But I think that's just a lot of it is due to the fact that it is a about Stacy, but I think I think it's fun. I like the the wild ass lyrics, or not the wild ass, but like I think it's so fun. Of like, she what is it? She can she can dance and swing and really shake her thing like that. I I do like that line because it had like oh clever double entendre, mm-hmm. but like right, she can dance and swing. 
like swing like dance where she all swing a golf club and really shake her thing it's just re- that's just very funny oh yeah see i was thinking um, the designer jeans line oh stepping on the scene in her designer jeans. jeans yeah she is the disco manager golf and queen yeah no this feels i mean i mean it's similar to the other ones we talked about but i i think you could put this on like they wouldn't necessarily know that this wasn't just a just a standard disco song yeah they wouldn't like realize that this came from like a kids' TV show. They would just be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it's just a disco." But if you listen closely to the lyrics, you realize that it's about mini golf, which just makes it like like again, it's that thing of like, I love that that the production side of things is taken so seriously and and yeah. done so professionally, and it, it sounds so full. But then you listen to what the song is actually about, and it's just really hilarious. I do think the intro is a little long. Um, and then yeah. the rest of the song is a bit short. Like, like it just feels imbalanced. I'm like, okay, we can get to the like, get to the to the, the lyrics quicker. Um, mm-hmm. But, but again, it's it's but it's fun. You know, it's it's, yeah, still a it's fun, fun song. Really, really lovely production. Um, again, I I agree. The intro is way too long. Um, but I think I feel like this was one in particular where I could tell that this was written for a specific scene. If that makes right. sense. It's sort of filler it's sort of not not filler but like it's like oh we just need a song here or like this would be a scene where a song would work let's just write that up real quick it isn't like necessarily not a ton of thought was necessarily put into this song yeah i feel like this is one of the few songs that's not diegetic in the Mm. show Mm. um and i think that might have something to do with that and like also have something to do with like the fact that it's not that memorable because it's not like the actual characters performing it yeah because like even like the ones that like like my goody shoes brother where it is like doof bursting into song like he acknowledges that he just burst into song um meanwhile disco miniature golfing queen it's not as much as i can remember i don't think it's diegetic yeah it's not like phineas and ferber singing it or anything it's just that they're at a disco miniature golf course and a song just starts being be- exactly starts playing that i guess is about stacy I don't, know, I don't have thoughts. I think it's fun, but I don't have thoughts. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess a bop, but nothing, but nothing crazy. You know what's not a bop? <laughs> what's not a bop, Owen? My undead mummy and me. I'm really, I really hate to do this to, to these Danny Jacob songs because again, I don't, I don't, I don't want to like hate on Danny Jacob. Like I think he puts some good work in here. He has some nice vocals, but this is maybe like one of my least favorite on this album it's just musically and like it, it it just sort of feels like an inferior version of my nemesis it's just sort of the same kind of like guitar like acoustic guitar jam i don't like i i feel like the melody isn't even that different it's not um the conniption egyptian rhyme is kind of cool but otherwise this song is bringing so little to the table lyrically i just i don't even remember this episode I remember the finding a mummy in the theme song, like that part of the theme song more than I yeah. do the actual episode in which they they encounter a mummy. And I certainly like didn't remember this song before it came on on the album. And I'm just like, eh, okay. and I hate I hate that like he's no dummy, he's quite chump. I'm like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> come on. Yeah, it's like cheesy and like not even in a fun way is like my take. Yeah, this is like really filler. Like Disco Miniature Golfing Queen was is like filler in the sense of like, oh, we could just do a song here. But at least that's like fun. This is just like entirely unnecessary. Like I don't have anything against it except for maybe the MC part because I think that shit's cheesy and not in the good way. Nah, um, nah this, isn't, this isn't good. It's not that good. Sorry. Yep. Moving on. Moving on. 
I love, I love you, mom. mom. I, you love mom songs. I love. I know you do. I love a mom song. I really. And this is such a. And this is such a good mom song. Like I love. It had been a long time since I sort of listened to all this music before we sort of decided to do this project. And I remember coming back to this album and like listening through it for the first time and I came across this song and I was like, I had completely forgotten about this song. And it just made me so happy to hear it again because quite a, it's just so sweet and incredibly wholesome. And I love the way the song builds, right? It starts really like almost kind of awkward, like the, like canvas is like not to mention the meals uh, it's 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 very stripped back it's just sort of a guitar in the back and just sort of her um and it feels a little awkward but then it slowly like slowly adds like the drums and more strings and builds up into this really like beautiful this really beautiful i, I think tribute to to their mom and i also again i think ashley tisdale's voice is just so yeah beautiful um, even when it, even in the parts where like she's meant to sound kind of awkward on here, yeah. it's still just a very satisfying voice. Um, I, I love like I'm a little high strung. It's just because I'm young. like that's facts. Um, I also think it's fascinating. Like again, w- sort of again on the topic of the song building and like this song never has like an actual chorus. I don't. I think the yeah. song is again. It's like one of those like forty five second deals. It's very. It's very brief, but again, it feels like you go on a, on a real sort of full journey with the song. Yeah, I feel like it's like just so lovely. Ashley Tisdale sounds incredible on this. I just looked it up. This was number seven for the Cliptastic Countdown. I think that's like a perfect, perfect placement for it, in my opinion. Like, it's so nice. I think that, again, like the vocal arrangement is super well done. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, it's so pleasant. I don't have any other words. It's just very pleasant. It's also just, I think in the show, such a beautiful moment of like Phineas and Ferb helping her. But I think this is also like, a, just a really beautiful moment of like her wanting to celebrate her mom. And again, like, you know, it's like that, that, that thing of like, sometimes I get nervous and forget to tell you how I feel, which is so, which is so real. Um, and, yeah. and them sort of helping her with the backing and allowing her to deliver this message to their mom and, and really sort of express how she does feel and, and, and thank her for what she does. Um, and that's just, and it's just very touching. And like at the core, a lot of this show is about like how much Phineas loves his family. And I think that this is like a prime example of that. And when she like gets to that bit where she's like, you're the one that I cut, like it, it really like, and then to bring it back down at the end, like the shooby doos as well is also just a nice little touch. Yeah. Shooby doo, shooby doo. It's very just, cute and yeah again just really wholesome really wholesome song and and i love a mom, a mom song. song it's also like this was uh when i was watching the cliptastic countdown with my roommate who didn't really watch phineas and ferb growing up and then she heard the song and she was like what if i sang this for my mom on her birthday and i went honestly she'd probably appreciate it like, that's the other thing is like it can be taken out of context and just be really wonderful yeah again it, it really is just a song that it's it's the kind of song like you want to sing to your mom so. all right Next song. Ready for the Bettys. Are you ready for the Bettys? I don't know. I'm ready for the Bettys. I'm ready. I'm I'm here. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm ready for the Bettys. I know the Bettys are ready for me. Yeah. So. (laughs) Uh, Number 10 on the Cliptastic Countdown. I mean, like, this. I I like this. It's very fun. I think, again, this is another example of them capturing the genre that they were going for perfectly. Like, I could hear this being a like regrets, like the regrets mm, song, yeah. you know? It's got that like full rock when it, when it really like jams out. It's very fun. Yeah. 
I don't have any strong opinions about it, but I think it's fun. I think it's a little. I think it's a little forgettable just because of how short it is. I also don't mm-hmm. know that it's bringing like the most to the table as far as like lyrics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's some nice alliteration in there, I guess. Um, bang your buddy bongos. Bang your buddy bongos. Bring your buddy, bring your bass, buddy guitar. bass guitar. That's cool. But the but you'll go Betty Betty far. <laughs> I'm sorry, it just, it just doesn't work for me. It's just. It's way too... It doesn't work. It's too cheesy. That's the one for me that I always like... I'm just like, I hate that line so much. Yeah, it's not. That's unfortunately not good. But again, the, the when it when it builds up to that full, like, rock jam, like, ready, ready for the petties, ready. Like, that's fun. It's well produced yeah. and it sounds really good. Um, but again, I just think it's... It cuts itself off a little too soon. Um, and, and I think that just leads to it being maybe a little forgettable, which, you know, it's a shame. But... But, it's not a, but again, it's not a bad yeah. song. Right? I mean, yeah, it's, again, it's very fine. I think it's 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 a rock girl band, and I'm a fan of that genre. But like, I, it, for sure, I honestly wish there were sort of more of it, and that it had brought more to the table. Because I also I like the the sort of in concept the idea of like, oh yeah, the Bettys and like this like rock girl band. Like, I think that's you know, I think of like again the precedent for that in specifically if you're talking about cartoon media and music and like i think about the, the hex, hex girls. girls i think that is just such a great genre and i just wish it had maybe a stronger showing mm-hmm. here and i wish this was like a genre that they played with more i would have loved to have seen more of the Bettys. it's one of like two i think in canon bands obviously like love handle ends up taking more of like more screen time but i would have liked to see some of the Bettys. you know yeah absolutely no i think yeah i agree with that i agree with that i think it was a little underserved by this by this tune unfortunately and now when we didn't get along when we didn't get along which is another danny jacobs song that i'm actually not gonna i'm not gonna diss on it so much actually because i think this is the best of the danny jacob offerings yes on this on this record like it is very much sort of like a sequel or or sort of echoing to my nemesis Mm -hmm. and it's sort of the flip of a love song about have like a love song for your nemesis it's like a breakup anthem for when you lose your enemy and I just love the conceit of it. I just love this this whole idea of like, I just really miss fighting with you, man. The lyrics are so like clever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know, I think there are definitely moments on this where like Danny Jacobs doesn't do so great in that department, but I think he's really at his best here with stuff like, you know, like I fell for you the moment that you pushed me. <laughs> it's just awesome. It's so good. That's such a great line. And, and you know, the whole, again, it's, again, it's that thing of like, you know, hating you and, or not even just hating you, but like, but like fighting you, there was a kind of like intimacy and love involved in that. And now I don't have that. And and the saddest of like that, I, like now you're doing battle with a panda from Seattle, <laughs> <laughs> is fantastic. which is, which is like the moment it's like iconic, but it's also like the moment where it's like, Oh, oh I see. This is a Phineas and Ferb song. Yeah, like, <laughs> like before then you could actually like, like it actually like really hits. It's like, yeah, I could, dang, I kind of do miss that enemy of mine who I, like, hated when I was in, I don't know, seventh grade and just, like, made my enemy for no particular reason other than I just wanted some sort of, like, purpose and direction for my frustration. Yeah. You know? I do kind of miss that popular bitch that, like, never really bullied me in high school. But, you know, like, we just we just didn't get we along. We didn't actually have beef like that. We didn't actually have beef like that. I just imagined all of it because... Because, again, again, it's that thing of, like, if someone is your enemy that means they care enough about you yeah to to 
invest time into being your enemy. I, I like that that thing about like my lifelong cause back when my only purpose was the moments when we didn't get along. It's just so like again the lyrics just are are really spot on with this song and I think and it just really makes you feel some shit <laughs> weirdly. Like yeah, this song was so heartbreaking. It's so sad. When I first watched the episode cuz like I was one of those kids like I watched videos and for like my family had like cable on and off when mm-hmm. I was growing up. And, like, whenever we had cable, like, I would watch Phineas and Ferb as it premiered. Damn. And, like, this was one of those episodes that I watched it while it premiered. And I was, like, so, like, heartbroken by it. Yeah, it's, it's like, a big mm-hmm. moment in the show. And it's and it's a real, like, like sort of existential, like, identity crisis for Perry. Who, for the most part, you know what I mean, like, doesn't, doesn't encounter stuff like For the most part, Perry is very, like... Not emotionless, but you know, like he's... He's quite stoic. He goes through doing his thing. He's very stoic. Like he doesn't have a lot of internal crises. Like he's very solid rock. Often it's like Doof who's like flailing around and having all these sort of like crises. But this one like really tests Perry and like it, it's really sad to watch him. And and the other thing is like th- this song, it makes sense to me why we have like Danny Jacob singing the song because Perry doesn't speak. So it, so it works that like sort of the voice inside... Perry's head is Danny Jacobs singing this song because because again it is that thing of like you know being in a relationship and and when you and when it ends and you even miss the times where like it wasn't good because there's that intimacy to that too um again it's very it's just yeah it's it's I think this is really like the best offering that that Danny Jacobs gives on this album for that and I I appreciate I appreciate it a lot I really mess with that okay i'm not i'm not not excited to talk about this next song oh boy <laughs> not excited, not excited uh, at all. <laughs> it, it's he's a bully he's a bully he's a, he is a bully Buford is indeed a bully um, uh yeah that, that's how he's introduced and then we find out later on that he's a wimp um <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a fucking coward <laughs> i mean like for an introduction for buford this is a great song because he's uh, the i mean like the lyrics are like smart i think i mean are I mean, they maybe not smart but they're like, <laughs> they're like clever kind of um but like i think i mean i think it's just i think it's fun as an introduction to buford especially like seeing what the character becomes but this is an album review and as a song uh, no that's my take no it's just so it's again it's just very it's just so forgettable I mean, I rock with the groove, like, like the drums bump, like my head nods as I'm going, it's like, like that. Yeah. Like it, it really, it really rocks and I appreciate it. But then they start singing. Yeah. And the stuff they're singing is, I mean, it, there are some bits where it's kind of funny where it's like, he's going to, he's going to beat you into shape and by shape, I don't mean a triangle. That's kind of funny. That's okay. Cause like Phineas's head is a triangle. Ha ha ha. I don't know. It feels so toothless. It feels like I didn't really need this to be introduced to Buford. Yeah. Like it's very clear who Hugh Buford is in the show without us sort of doing this. Buford, I find Buford such an interesting character because he is sort of like in the cast of the show, right? In the way that like Baljeet is the nerd, I guess. Mm-hmm. Although really Phineas and Ferd are the nerds. They're but the fucking nerds. <laughs> we didn't get into that. Um, but like Buford, right, is like this sort of caricature of a bully. But most of the time he's so much... He's like a part of the group. Like oh, he's yeah. friends with them. He's not actually like an antagonist. 
or anything. I mean, I don't know. All this hype for a fucking thumb wrestling match. Exactly. Like it just feels like, <laughs> oh, we need a song here to get to get people like excited for this this thing that's going to happen. And again, it's like not even really beef like that. I don't think e- e- even if even if this was an accurate depiction of him, I just don't think um, it's it's bringing much to the table. Yeah. I also, and this is just a this is a stupid pet peeve, but like. Right before the the course where it's like, he's a bully. They try to rhyme bully with unruly. Yeah. And it just doesn't really work. No. It doesn't really work. I mean, no. I, I, I can, I, I'm fine with half rhymes. Like, I, I'm not saying like a rhyme has to be perfect, but that rhyme just doesn't really work. Because like rhymes are about the vowels. So if the vowel doesn't line yeah. up, then like, Exactly. And on. that's the thing is like, maybe if it was tucked into a verse, I could, I, I wouldn't necessarily notice it, but it's like, like the rhyme that leads you into the chorus and you know the song is called he's a bully and then it says unruly you know from the music where we're about to go we're about to go into the chorus and you're like you're not gonna rhyme this with bully are you and then they do and you're like no no that didn't that doesn't work guys that doesn't work <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. um, Does not work. so sorry to robbie wyckoff but that just i mean you did a great job singing this yeah i mean he, say, he gives but, a good performance uh, and again it's it, it rocks out again i just don't think that it um yeah, but it, but it doesn't really deliver as, like, a song. Yeah. Uh, not the speaking of songs that don't deliver as songs. <laughs> <laughs> truck driving girl. Um, She's a truck driving girl. She's a truck driving girl. <laughs> uh, I have issues I have with this song. One, it, it feels uncomfortably sexualized about Candace. And I'm like, she's 15. Quiet down, folks. It is a little weird. It, like... There's a line where they're like, that little red head gonna rock my world. No. And don't, it's like, don't, say don't that come show. on to her. Don't do that. That's not No. <laughs> no. Don't don't come on to her like like invisible man singing this song. We don't even know who you are. We don't even know who you are, and you're very clearly at least forty. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. um so that's number one issue. Number two. Um, it's so, it's so sudden, like the song begins and ends just so suddenly. And I, it's just not a well-structured song in my opinion. Like as a whole, I feel like the song, it just left me confused. And like, I can get what they were going for, like what genre they were going for. Um, but like, I, you know, no. (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's a decent country rock jam, but it's still, but something feels sort of off musically here. It feels like it should, like, have a slow, like, it, like when it begins, it feels like it should have a slower tempo than it ends up actually having. Mm-hmm. And then it just feels a little too fast. And then it never actually gets to a part that, like, there's a truck driving girl. It's just, it's not, it's not sticky. It isn't no. really a hook. And... And there, I don't really think there is any sort of real hook to the song. I mean, I no. appreciate, like, right before the end, that, like, final list of the, like, tire spinning gear grinding, da, 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 yeah. da. Like, that's, that, that, that has a good, like, rhythm to it. But then, like you say, it just ends so abruptly. And for what? Yeah, and I also feel like that list doesn't have, like, enough things in it. Does that make sense? Like, it feels too short. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, yeah, it has too many, too few things in it. And the things that it does have in it just don't really land. I understand it's trying to kind of trying to make a joke of like, oh, she's learning to drive in a truck and it's like a new thing for like, and it's sort of, but it just, again, it doesn't really, doesn't really work. Yeah. Um, 
I like the harmonica, though. I, I do love a harmonica, but there is better use of a harmonica on this project, and we will get to that. There's significantly better use of a harmonica on this album. Um, so let's let's move on because I don't I don't want to, I don't have anything else no, to say. No, it's 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 kind of it's definitely like bottom five. Yeah. On this album, it's kind of no, it's not it's not my choice. Do Nothing Day, meanwhile, which is the next track. Do Nothing Day is actually kind of I kind of like this song. It's not like not like a standout track on this album or anything it's it doesn't you know the verses are very saccharine um and it doesn't do anything like super like super exciting like rhyme wise or anything like there's nothing crazy lyrically going on Mm -hmm. but the hook kind of slaps like it's it's a very soothing song i think i talked about this with you before but like this feels to me or it felt to me earlier in the quarantine like it felt very much like the kind of song I needed to hear because mm-hmm. it was so hard when we were first going into quarantine to readjust to like days in which just nothing was happening and I didn't know what to do with myself. And, you know, cause, cause I think so much of the, you know, I think so much of us are all are so often on this very like, Oh, we got to be getting stuff done during the day. We got to be productive. We got to be doing this and this and that. like we're scheduling ourselves like crazy. And I know that was true for me before the pandemic and then the pandemic hit and everything sort of has stopped. Yeah. And I think it was hard adjusting for that. But this song felt very much like a way for me of being like, it's okay. Like, have a do-nothing day. Yeah. And I think it was, it's so nice to have this on, in the show, like Phineas and Ferb, which is so much about seize the day. And like, while that's like a lovely sentiment, sometimes it can be a little anxiety inducing. So to like have like Phineas and Ferb, like have a do-nothing day. And then like to have their family safe for Candace. Um, being like, yeah, let them enjoy it. Like, everyone should have a day off. Candace's reaction to them feels very much like my reaction to my... It's like, we can't just do nothing. They can't possibly... Like, I'm gonna go nuts if I... But again, it is that important thing. Like, you need to take a day off. Yeah. And I love that this song is sung by Jeremy. Yes. And it sort of slowly seduces Candace into... I mean, first of all, we haven't really heard any... I don't think we hear anything else from Jeremy on this album. No. And Jeremy has his band and, and stuff. And like... Yeah. He's, he's out here being like a proper musician. He should he should have more cuts. But it, sounds, but it sounds very pleasant and his band is doing a great job. But I love, I love... Candace coming in on the final chorus. Yeah. It's not too much. She's not like g- going crazy. It's not overused, but it's just like a nice amount of sprinkling of like, of, of sort of Tisdale embellishment, if mm-hmm. you will. Um, uh, and she's just, <laughs> and like echoing them. Like, that's just very nice. She sounds really nice on this track. Yeah. It's just a pleasant track. I don't know why. I think we talked about this, but she's, she's listed as the first artist on this song and not Jeremy, which seems a little weird, but whatever but i also love the clouds look like sheep and vice versa it's just so fun so good it's just so funny (laughs) the clouds look like sheep and vice versa like the sheep look like clouds i think that's funny really makes you think really makes you (laughs) (laughs) okay all right you're ready for a time you're ready for a vibe switch (laughs) i'm so ready for this vibe switch because we're about to talk about e-v-i-l-b-o-y-s or evil boys This shit slaps. Hold on, let's talk about it. It was number six, Cliptastic Countdown. I, it maybe deserved to be a little bit higher, but whatever. It definitely deserved to be higher. This song goes so hard. Candace's fucked up voice hits different. I know that's Dan Poppenmeyer. Thank you so much, King. Um, first off, just like the the recall in the song is so like good like the they built a roller coaster and a beach in the backyard like that 
Because, like, it was early enough in the series where, like, reflecting on everything wasn't overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> like, like, I love the finale to this show. But when they, like, kind of reflect on everything that they did over the summer, I was like, holy shit. In the song, it's, like, early enough in the series where, like, reflecting on it isn't crazy. This is my shit. I want... This is in no uncertain terms. My shit. Um, I love this song so much this like bluesy folksy like bb king like with the the, with the voice that candace has here is feels very like bb king reminiscent to me um and it and it's also just like i dare you to listen to this song and not like bob your head and not like get into the groove of it like you were just reciting some lines just there and i was like nodding yeah. like the, the song's not even playing and i'm like like that rhythm is so good like it's so infectious i don't understand how you can't get down to that shit and also like this is another song that builds brilliantly like it starts with that like very simple like with the organ and the drums Dun, 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 dun. but then it like builds we get at after the first course we get that electric guitar coming in yeah dun, 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 dun. and then second verse it's it, it gets so full for the yeah. second verse they're bringing in the bass they're making it they're they're enriching the whole sound and then in the second chorus you knew it was coming that motherfucking harmonica yes I yes. love that harmonica. Those boys are evil. Like it's it's yeah. and, it, and it's so perfect. Like there was no way this song couldn't have harmonica on it. And I fucks with a well placed harmonica. Like that shit is so so good. Now let's talk about the lyrics. Let's talk about the lyrics because the lyrics of the song. Oh, like obviously Phineas and Ferb and spelling. Right. But the fact Candace Deadass just goes. Let me spell it out for you. E v i l b o i s. That shit's so good. I've thought about this a lot because. Because in some of the music I make in, in, in my bars, you know I do this. Like when I rap, sometimes I will like spell stuff out and that can be yeah. very... I, I think that's a really interesting technique and I think rhythmically it's very satisfying. And I think it's like the best example of that on this album is in this song. Yeah. Because not only is it like the E-V-I-L-B-O-I-S, not, like that's really satisfying. But the way that gets flipped going into the final chorus, that climax you were talking about, you know what I'm saying? Where it's like... Yeah. I know you think they're saints, but mom, I'm here to tell. Those B-O-Y-S, they're just E-V-I-L, like the way it yeah. hits the pocket. E-V-I-L, those butt, and it goes into the last chorus. And and I just lose my mind. I just lose my whole mind on that, that point, that point specifically. In the last chorus where they use the phrase hydraulic press, that shit also hits. Yeah, well, everything, everything going into the last chorus, like orchestrally, mm-hmm. lyrically, all of it just makes me like completely lose control of my body. I can't like explain to you what happens to me when I, but I'm just like, like I just, yeah. And like you mentioned with the hydraulic press, like I love a rhyme that stretches across multiple choruses, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's like Ness. uh, They're causing me all kinds of distress. They're Mm -hmm. making me feel like my head's in a hydraulic press. And And I love that it has that sort of echoing thing because you know there have been like those rhymes in previous lines and it's just so original and fresh the way they find ways to keep that rhyme strong uh throughout the courses and also that will rhyme with the s at the end of b-o-y-s yeah um and i would just like to say again like other classics on this album like busted this is less than two minutes this song is less than two minutes and it feels like a full 
experience yeah. and but but again it leaves you wanting like you hit it like it's just oh, I love this shit like it's just so good it's so good I can't like it's just constructed so well and you can see how well it's constructed and it just makes you move and feel shit and just be like yeah the final like b-o-i-s they're just e-v-i-l like that shit like i always end up jumping up and down or like exactly like shaking my body to that you can't you can't just like sit still and just be like oh yeah yeah that's cool nothing nothing really interesting is happening here it's not like i it's not like i need to move it's not like i like feel a sudden like urge within my soul to start just leaping around i'm starting to ramble and like this is what this song does to me. It's just so good. Long story short, we love this song. It's so fucking good. Thank and you. And it's underrated, I think. I think this is an underrated song on It's so underrated. It's, I mean, it's a song that I think I had forgotten about before I came back to listen to this again for us to do this. And when we came mm-hmm. acro- when I came across it, I was just so happy. I was like, this is so awesome. This is so fantastic. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, fu- we fuck with that shit. You've been listening to Tune Tunes with Owen and Eliana. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll continue our discussion of Phineas and Ferb songs from the TV series. The show is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. These first episodes are sort of a little pilot mini-series, so if you like the show and you want us to keep doing it, make sure to rate it and share it with your friends. You can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at ToonTunesPod. Our theme music is by Adam Mir, and our artwork is by MJ Smith. Thanks so much for listening.